And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Okay, I want to play you a supercut here. This supercut is the news media pitching a fit about the racist, white supremacist OK symbol which of course is not racist, is not white supremacist at all, but this has been the narrative for years and years and years. Anytime somebody in Trump's administration adjusted their tie and, and they had three fingers coming up like I'm doing on my live stream right now, that is that is a dog whistle of white supremacy. And I can't count how many times we had to debunk this nonsense over the Trump administration's years, but it was one of those things that was, it was the most laughable and ridiculous thing in the world. And the news media constantly ran with it. If you make the okay symbol, if you play the circle game, you're a white supremacist. So this is a montage just to remind you of how the news media behaved when Air Force cadets played the circle game with people on national television. You got to cue my audio, man. What's Man. Military students at Army-Navy football game caught on ESPN flashing hand signals that have lately become hate symbols. It is now being used everywhere as a symbol of white supremacy, white power, pro-Trumpism. We just had members um, of the Navy uh, during the Na- Army-Navy football game, and it was flashing what looked like the white power sign. Like, these are the things that we're talking about in the news. It's, it's highly disturbing and, and troublesome, because it takes away from what is really a, a sort of a singular event on the sports calendar. A game, we should point out, that was attended by President Trump. There, there are some that are suggesting this is an intentional hand signal viewed by many as a hate symbol. The gesture in question, you may have seen it, looks similar to the OK sign. CNN has made a decision not to show it uh, so as not to propagate that symbol. The hand gesture is not a joke. White supremacists latched onto it, not as a symbol of irony, but as a symbol of their prevalence. At a place like the military academies, it really is, it's way over the line and it's not what you expect, it's not what the academies expect. And that's why I think you'll see these students disciplined accordingly. That is incredibly troubling, to say the least. It is very dangerous, and it's becoming synonymous with the Republican Party. Oh, yeah, this is a really difficult one. Either these kids were pulling a racist sign, or they were all trying to tell the cameraman that they are doing fine. Who knows? Okay, I I think I said Air Force or Navy cadets, so I apologize. Um, That was a supercut, okay? Just friendly reminder that that was a supercut, okay? Cadets who were serving in the United States military playing a circle game. They're white supremacists. And they were all immediately lumped into the Republican camp. I don't know who those cadets vote for. Got no idea. <laughs> but, but that's what happened. And I just wanted to play that montage to remind you, because there will be some gaslighting here, about how frequently the US meet or the, yeah the US media went after people for the okay symbol or what was perceived to be an okay symbol. I just did a video montage not that long ago. I think it was in one of my dumb liberals, like dumb liberals 3, where they were constantly going after the okay symbol again. And so in the video I've got montages of all of these prominent Democrats making the okay symbol and playing the circle game and all that other stuff, right? Because okay symbol and circle game are two different things. But it's the same 
It's the same gesture with your hand. So anyway, the reason I bring this up is during the CNN town hall that nobody watched, which is why days after it happened, we're all figuring out what was in it, is Joe Biden made the OK symbol. He made the OK symbol, which we have been told for over four years is a dog whistle for white supremacists. He made the OK symbol when he was being asked a question by a black man. So where is the news meet? Do we need to go outside and kill somebody? What was that? I don't know. Don't poke your head out. Make sure that we don't need to. Uh... No, I'm serious. Poke your head out. Make sure nobody needs any help. Sorry, we just heard a scream in the hallway, guys. Everything okay? All right. Thumbs up. <clears throat> Sorry. We, we heard a scream in the hallway, and, and that's unusual because we're one of the only people in here. So uh, we do have some people next door. Wanted to make sure that nobody was hurt or something like that. All right, thumbs up. They're just they're just making loud noises. Okay, all right, just making sure. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> apologize. You got to take these things seriously. And since we don't uh, we don't have you know lots of safety here in this building. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's always a dog whistle. It's always a white supremacist symbol. We we heard heard about it for over four years. Uh, remember when uh, what's his name in the Trump administration adjusted his tie one day on television? Oh, he, he did the dog whistle white supremacist thing. It was a whole thing. So the reason that I bring this up is you got Joe Biden during the CNN town hall. He's asked a question by a black man and Joe Biden makes the OK symbol right at the guy. Well, how do you go from over, you know, basically five years now? How do you go from five years of the OK symbol being a white supremacist symbol to all of a sudden Nah, nah, he didn't do a white supremacist symbol. Here's all the fact checks on this. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. Somebody posted, uh, he said, over the last few years, I've been reliably informed by many on the left that the OK Dan gesture is a white supremacist symbol and is used as a dog whistle for racism, yet Biden randomly did it on national TV. Yeah. Libs of TikTok, Biden flashed the white power sign while a black man was asking him a question. I'm literally shaking. And the literally shaking is also a throwback to the uh, the race baiters out there. So here comes PolitiFact, pants on fire. No, Biden didn't flash a white power sign. Suddenly, it's not white power when when somebody flashes the OK symbol. Joe Biden didn't flash a white power sign at a black man during CNN town hall on Thursday. He was making a zero. With his hand, and the man he was addressing told us he's white, not black. Okay, well, the guy may be be white. Who knows? But here's the thing. None of that mattered. The fact that the circle game isn't a white supremacist thing, the fact that the OK symbol isn't a white supremacist thing, and the fact that oftentimes people are just adjusting their clothes and people were saying that it was white supremacy dog whistle, that went on for over four years. Over four years, the news media and blue checkmark brigaders on Twitter gave that lie credibility. And suddenly, ah, we need context here. We need context. It's not, it's not true that Joe Biden did that. So here's here's the thing. Who's more who's more likely to flash the the white supremacist version of the OK sign? Who is more likely to do that? Um, Donald Trump, who hired black people and never said a negative thing about black people ever. Or Joe Biden, who is constantly insulting black people for being stupid and poor. Remember, you're, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. And uh, black kids are just as smart as, or uh, what, is it, what is it? No, poor kids are just as smart as white kids. 
And then let's not forget all of his comments about convenience store. I could play you a montage. I have a montage on my YouTube channel and my Rumble. Actually, I think it ported over to my Rumble channel. Go to Rumble. I think it's on there. About uh, Biden's many racially questionable statements. Who do you think is more likely to uh, flash a dog whistle white supremacist symbol? I don't know that there's anybody in government right now who is more likely, the federal government, I should say, more likely to flash a dog whistle white supremacist symbol than Joe Biden, given his history. But it is interesting how suddenly, automatically, it's not a white supremacist symbol because Joe Biden did it. Whereas before, if it was anybody affiliated with Trump at all, or anybody who is considered to be right-wing, remember, they attacked the United States Naval Academy for days because of this. I played you that montage for a reason. The United States Naval Academy was attacked for days for doing what Joe Biden did on national TV. Suddenly, it's not a big deal. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Everybody, Casey Hendrickson here for cleanindustrialoffice.com. I got to tell you, I, I love these people. They are amazing. Um, and they are really professional. Here's the thing. You got a lot of people coming back to your office right now. You want to make sure that your office is clean. You want to make sure that it is a safe environment, but also a clean environment. Productivity goes up when the office is taken care of. And you have better things to deal with than to figure out if the cleaners came or to call them and say, hey, you didn't clean this or you didn't show up yesterday. You don't need to worry about that. And that's why you go to cleanindustrialoffice.com. You hire them. And they even, you got to ask them about the donut guarantee. The donut guarantee, I'm not going to give you any more details on it. Just ask them about the donut guarantee. Trust me. You want to make sure that when you hire professionals to come in and clean your office environment, that they are going to be able to do a proper job. They're going to be able to send the same person there on a regular basis, especially if you have like a medical office. It is tedious if you have to constantly explain to new people what can and can't be done and where it has to be taken care of. At cleanindustrialoffice.com, they send the same person all the time, so you are able to get the same great service that you need and desire for your business. And and they're hiring. So if you're looking for work, they have been hiring for a while. Go to cleanindustrialoffice.com. They got their job opportunities posted right there on their website. And if you have a business and an office who needs to be clean or you need a new cleaning company, go to cleanindustrialoffice.com. Let them know that I sent you. He meaning to become a guest on their podcast. They have a podcast. And they told me that they wanted me on there. Now, now I got to get on. Especially now that I have a cold. So share the love with other people. All right. What else do we have here? <clears throat> Rittenhouse. Got some updates on, on Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse, of course, the, uh, the person who's been falsely accused of murder. Some interesting things in this case because what is happening is there is an effort to prevent, this is where things get really interesting. There's an effort to prevent in the trial. So they're having like their final hearing today on whether or not they're going to allow the use of force expert. Now, the use of force expert has testified, uh, and of course, Kyle Rittenhouse's people want him there because they're an expert on using force and the legalities of using force and the situations in which using force, like Rittenhouse did, would be appropriate. And this use of force expert has testified that. Basically, in, in any scenario that you could think of, Kyle Rittenhouse would be justified in what he did. 
And so the prosecution is trying to get the expert not approved as a witness. So they don't want him as an expert witness in the Rittenhouse trial. So the prosecution is basically saying, we do not want this use of force expert to testify because their testimony will benefit Kyle Rittenhouse. They're also asking for something else. Now, again, the story with with Kyle Rittenhouse, right? He goes to Kenosha, Wisconsin. The debate about whether or not he was, he should have done it, whether it was a wise decision to do it, that's irrelevant. He goes to Kenosha, Wisconsin. A convicted pedophile starts a fire. Kyle Rittenhouse grabs a fire extinguisher, puts the fire out. The convicted pedophile, and again, I'm establishing character, then tries to attack Kyle Rittenhouse. And a mob starts to chase Kyle Rittenhouse. They are throwing rocks at his head. He's now running for his life, retreating. Somebody shoots a gun in the air. Now, that person said they were trying to get the mob to stop chasing Kyle Rittenhouse, but ultimately what they did is they made the situation way worse. So this person shoots a gun in the air. Now, if you're Kyle Rittenhouse, what do you think just happened? You're being chased. People are trying to hurt you. And now there's a gunshot. So, you know, he basically turns around. He's attacked. He defends himself. He shoots somebody. Pedophile dies. He continues to retreat. They, he stumbles. They try to bash his head in with a skateboard. And one of the guys tries to execute him point blank with a handgun by aiming it at his head. Rittenhouse wins that gun battle, too. This is what happened. The people that were out there were looting and rioting. It is imperative that people understand this. Now, here's why this is so interesting. The prosecution is asking not only for the use of force expert to be dismissed as an expert witness because they don't want him testifying because Kyle Rittenhouse benefits from that testimony. They are asking the court to not allow the victims to be described, victims, air quote, the victims, the people who were killed by Rittenhouse, they are asking for the courts to not allow them to be described as looters or rioters during the trial. Well, that takes away the entire defense. That's the point. So a use of force expert says his life was in danger. He used force appropriately. He didn't use it excessively. And then he tried to surrender to police. He retreated. They didn't allow him to retreat, and eventually he had to use force. It's basically, we went over that testimony two weeks ago, I think. So anyway, now the prosecution doesn't want you to know that the people that attacked Kyle Rittenhouse were looters and rioters were lighting the, the, the city on fire. They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know about the guy that, one of the, one of the guys that Rittenhouse killed, going around using the N-word, white dude, repeatedly. Earlier in the evening, we got a videotape of him doing it. They don't want you to know about this guy telling people to kill him and telling police officers to kill him earlier in the evening. They don't want you to do that. So they want to just completely change this entire narrative around. And this uh, this trial is um, he, he, basically there today, and I, I haven't seen an update yet, but like right before the show, they were back in session uh, debating about whether or not the the use of force expert was going to be allowed. I don't know if there's been an update or a release on that yet, so I apologize if there has been. Um, But they're doing everything they can to just, I mean, this is what prosecutions do. I get it. You want to win your case. But at the same time, it's like, 
You're asking for the, the rioters who attacked him to not be described as rioters? What are you supposed to describe them as? How are you going to explain what the pedophile was doing when he lit that fire? If you can't call him a looter and a rioter, what exactly can you call the guy who's a convicted pedophile who started a fire that Kyle Rittenhouse put out, which set this entire thing into motion? What do you get to call that guy? They don't, they don't really want anybody to know that answer, I guess. It's just bizarre stuff. In an 11th hour request, prosecutors put forward a motion to bar the defense from describing the men Rittenhouse shot as rioters, looters, arsonists, or any other pejorative terms. The guy literally was rioting. We have him on camera doing it. He was an arsonist. We have him on camera lighting fires. But you're not allowed to accuse him of doing that? I mean, that somebody like me, who's a sarcastic you know, pile of you-know-what, I, I guess I could have fun as a, as a lawyer here, the uh, the not arsonist guy who started a fire, but isn't an arsonist guy who started the fire. <laughs> I can just I, was, I can imagine there'd be some fun stuff with this in the court if if this goes through. Uh, Sister District Attorney Tom Binger argues there's no proof any of the three were engaged in such activities the night that they were shot and written out denied Rosenbaum and Huber an opportunity to defend themselves against those accusations by killing them. There is proof. I've played the video. For my premium live stream. We have played the video of him lighting the fires. We have it on camera. <laughs> the notion that we don't is hysterical. Either this is a very dishonest prosecutor. Or they are woefully unprepared for this trial. And I don't know which one it is. Probably a combination of both. I'm not sure. But the I, we have him on camera lighting the fire. We have Rittenhouse on camera putting it out. Just absolute bonkers stuff. Uh, prosecutors also asked the judge to block any evidence suggesting local police officers provided water to those who responded to calls on social media to take up arms to defend businesses uh, the evening of the shooting and thank them for showing up uh, to help patrol the streets. And again, um, Part of the reason is there was a call that went out. Law enforcement was being overwhelmed. Kenosha was being burned down. And, very, you know, small town in Wisconsin being burned down, completely overwhelmed until the National Guard got there. People, you remember that Kenosha was completely overwhelmed until the National Guard showed up. The National Guard showed up and some feds showed up in vans and stopped some things from happening. So there were some feds that were on the ground as well. But until the National Guard showed up, Kenosha was a war zone. And there was a, a call that was put out, like, hey, please come protect our community. And Kyle Rittenhouse was one of the people that answered that call. And, yeah, police did thank people who responded. And, of course, the prosecutors don't want any evidence submitted that law enforcement was appreciative of people like Kyle Rittenhouse showing up to help protect their community. <laughs> it's uh, This is going to be an ugly, ugly trial. And like I said before, I'm going to have a lot of fun at people's expense when Kyle Rittenhouse gets off here. Anyway, MNC News Time is 5.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. I do want to try this Bardstown espresso that they have over there. Sounds good. All right.
What else do we have? Oh, we got to talk about Alec Baldwin, this uh, this tool. So Alec Baldwin. Now, Alec Baldwin, um, <clears throat> there's some people that are coming out and like, yeah, he doesn't care about himself. He just doesn't want to get in trouble here. Uh, I mean, he doesn't care about the victims. He just doesn't want to get in trouble. He only cares about himself, I should say. Um, now, here's where things are starting to get a lot worse for Alec Baldwin. First of all, he's like an executive producer on this movie that he was making. They've already had several gun safety accidents on the set. Now, if you've already had gun safety accidents on the set, you've already had a gun go hot when it wasn't supposed to, you definitely should be double-checking everything, and you definitely should not be aiming at another human being. Now, again, gun owners all understand this. You don't aim a firearm at somebody unless you want to shoot them. So if you're filming a movie, because I know, oh, they're filming a movie. They do that all the time. You'll notice that a lot of times they're not actually aiming at a real person. They're aiming off to the side or above them or how the camera angles are designed to protect the actor on the receiving end of the fake bullet because accidents happen. Every gun should be treated as if it were loaded. This is basic firearm safety 101. Everybody gets this from the moment they go into a firearms class. This is the first thing that is drilled into them on a routine basis. So now we find out that not only were there two accidental firearm discharges on the set before this one, but we also find out that at least seven people walked off of the set because of safety issues on the set, and Alec Baldwin is an, is an executive producer on this thing? Yeah, um, this sounds an awful lot like they were cutting corners and didn't much care, and he's one of the bosses. Doesn't look very good. So they're now starting to look at this. Yeah, there might be some legal ramifications here. It doesn't appear to be just a simple accidental shooting. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Well, don't forget to get your daily show prep, theburningtruth.us. Also, my website is now a conservative news aggregator. So you can just bookmark theburningtruth.us. So you'll get my podcasts, you'll get my videos, you'll get my posts and my daily show prep there, but you'll also get the best conservative news from around the web every single morning. Just go to theburningtruth.us. Follow me on Telegram at Casey the Host, and of course subscribe on Rumble at Casey the Host as those continue to grow. Tomorrow we'll tell you all sorts about why you should do that even more as two new things have been discovered about Facebook. All of that's tomorrow and much more. Have a great night. Here's Bill O'Reilly and buy yourself a 3D printer.